Hello everyone, thanks for tuning in today. This is the Word Up Podcast. On this program, we discuss you versions, Bible verse of the day. I'm Matthew Ogers, your host, and it's my pleasure to share with you today. In today's episode, we will be looking at living sacrifices, living sacrifices. Without further ado, let's dive into it. I read from Romans chapter 12 and verse 1. I read the NLT and then the Passion Translation. It says, And so there, brothers and sisters, I plead with you to give your bodies to God because of all he has done for you. Let them be a living and holy sacrifice, the kind he will find acceptable. This is truly the way to worship him. And the Passion Translation says, Beloved friends, what should be our proper response to God's marvelous mercies? To surrender yourselves to God, to be his sacred living sacrifices and live in holiness, experiencing all that delights his heart. For this becomes your genuine expression of worship. Lovely scripture. Paul pleads with us believers The KJV uses the word to beseech. It means to entreat, to ask a person earnestly, to beg, to plead with, to implore, to make an earnest request or petition for something. So the Apostle Paul pleads with us not to be ignorant of what God has done. He's gone through the first 11 chapters of the book of Romans talking about how God rescued us from sin and gave us a new life by his mercies. So then, what should be our response to God? By God's mercy, we mean he did not hold us to account to pay the penalty for our sin, but Jesus, who knew no sin, became a sacrifice for our sins. We are reminded of this sacrifice in Ephesians chapter 5 and verse 2. It says, Live a life filled with love, following the example of Christ. He loved us and offered himself as a sacrifice for us, a pleasing aroma to God. So Christ offered himself in our stead. He took a place in death as a penalty to sin so we could live in righteousness. It is written that was the only sacrifice that needed to be made once and for all. No other sacrifice is needed after that. It was and is still a worthy sacrifice that enables us to be holy. If we flip back to the Old Testament, when the people offered sacrifices to God, They were made ceremonially clean at that moment and as time went by, they became unclean by the actions they performed, the things they said or did, and they needed another sacrifice to make them ceremonially clean again and again and the cycle continued. But in this case, Jesus offered a sacrifice for sin once and for all. It was not the blood of bulls, goats, or rams. It was the very precious blood of the Son of God, Jesus Christ. So what do we do in response to this? It is for us to accept what he's done. And take for, take for example, if someone pays for your shopping, you need to have something to display to the person at the till to say, look, it's all paid for. 
and you walk away free. Free of what? Free of any debt. You owe nothing, absolutely nothing. So similarly, our response to what Christ has done for us is for us to accept it and then live free, live holy lives set apart from sin. I like the way the Passion Translation puts it. It says, Beloved friends, what should be a proper response to God's marvelous mercies? To surrender yourselves to God to be his sacred living sacrifices and live in holiness, experiencing all that delights his heart, for this becomes your genuine expression of worship. What this tells us is that true worship starts from a place of consecration, being set apart. Worship is first being holy before it is singing. Worship is first obedience, being open to what the Father wants and never about what you want. When we sit at a restaurant to eat, the waiter does not start by saying, I think you should have this or that. They start by asking, how can I help? What would you like? Romans chapter 12 and verse 1 was not written to worship leaders, but to all Christians. I had to quickly say that before someone says, tell them. No, God is telling us all that when we stand before him, we ought to ask him what he needs while we're waiting on him to know what he needs. We're doing that from a place of separation, a place of consecration consciously being set apart from the filth of this world. The verse says, being set apart. This does does not mean neglecting unbelievers and having only Christian friends. It means being separate from the practice of sin, anything that doesn't glorify God. So how do we become a living sacrifice? Most sacrifices had to be killed and the blood either sprinkled on the altar or burned for sweet-smelling aroma to rise to God. There are a few stages with respect to any sacrifice. Number one, the animal is identified and usually someone without some animal without blemish. Secondly, the animal is presented to the priest who was a representation of God and at this point, the previous owner, that means the one offering the sacrifice, had no right over the animal anymore. So the, the moment it is presented to the priest, who is a representation of God, the, the person had no right over the, the sacrifice anymore. And then the priest then offered that sacrifice to God, which is then either accepted or rejected. Okay, and for us, we have been chosen by God. And on that day Jesus died, the curtain in the temple was rent from top to bottom, granting us access to the Father. So we ought to present ourselves in total surrender to God, 
denying ourselves of any right to our lives. So we don't say things like, it is my life, I can live my life the way I like. So we don't say that anymore once we've presented our bodies to God, our lives to God. As a living sacrifice, that statement doesn't exist anymore. We never say, it is my life. We're living God's life. We're, we're living the life that God has committed to us. So it is God's life. He tells us what to do because he knows what's best for us. We ought to present ourselves in total surrender to God, denying ourselves of any right to our lives anymore. I know that sounds difficult, but that's what God wants us to do, saying, God, I totally surrender to you. I don't want to do anything without you. And as we leave being separated from anything that offends God, this I think is how we can be a living sacrifice unto God. Jesus says his yoke is easy and his burden is light. Having Jesus lead your life through the help of the Holy Spirit is the best thing there is. The Holy Spirit is said to be the teacher who is able to teach us all things. Imagine being led by the one who can teach you everything. <laughs> you won't fail any exam anymore. <laughs> you won't invest wrongly in any business. You will get it right in marriage. Every aspect of your life will be working. You will be so full of joy. Being a living sacrifice is being dead to self every day, dying to your will and desires, and constantly seeking His will for your life. So, are you a living sacrifice unto God? If you're not, it's not too late to be one. It just takes that, that openness to God, saying, Lord, I want you to be Lord over my life. I'm tired of doing things my own way. I'm tired of calling this my life. I want to start living for you from today. Shall we say a prayer today before we close? Father, we just thank you for your word. I pray for myself and for my listeners today that you help us to be living sacrifices. Help us to surrender our lives totally to you. I know we like to be in control. Humans like to be in charge. But Lord, we're asking that you help us to surrender our control to you. Help us to submit to your authority. That we, we, we submit to your leadership. Guide us by your spirit who is able to teach us all things. And as we surrender, we receive the leading of the spirit. Thank you, Father. Help us to present our bodies living sacrifices help us to be set apart in this world full of sin help us to live holy and acceptable unto you we give you thanks i release your blessing upon this week for all the listeners pray that this week is blessed you feel with the blessing of the lord receive grace to be separate to live holy and acceptable unto god god bless you bye bye Thanks for tuning in to the Word Up podcast today. We hope you've been blessed and inspired by God's Word. If you've got any questions or comments, you could leave them at the comment section below or email us at worduppodcast21 at gmail.com, worduppodcast21 
at gmail.com. We'll be delighted to read from you. You can also do well by letting us know where you're listening from and how this program has blessed you. See you next time for another exciting and inspiring episode of the Word Up podcast. God bless you.